everybody. I'm Kyle, and I'm a cop. This is CopCast. I believe this is the third episode. I have to apologize for anybody who is regularly listening. I haven't recorded an episode in probably over a year. Uh, for those who were listening, I should also apologize. Um, my first couple episodes were a way to vent about some of the political climate that surrounded law enforcement. And uh, I don't know. I don't... uh, It came from an honest spot, but I wasn't in a good one. Um, But that's what I'm here to talk to all of you about, is a little bit about uh, why I think it's so important for police officers to remain healthy, both in mind and body, and uh, the direct correlation between the two. Um, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now for three and a half years. I train at a gym in Minneapolis. Well, it's a suburb of Minneapolis, but I train at Alliance Jiu-Jitsu in Minneapolis. Alliance Minneapolis, I guess, is the name of the gym. And uh, it's great. I highly recommend it. Um, As a police officer, getting back to the political climate of things, I think it's uh, important to note that several things that were pretty commonplace in the job have become completely unacceptable. Whether you believe it's right or wrong, um, it's really beside the point. Um, Tactics, defensive tactics, it's changing. It's changed. Uh, the political climate has changed to the way we do things and what's become acceptable and not acceptable. You see the videos. Um, you see they make the headlines. You hear people break them down. The politicians, the you know, the news people, people with like me with podcasts. They break down use of force situations. They get to armchair quarterback it. Things like striking someone with a retractable baton. And, you know, holding a guy down and pepper spraying him in the face while punching his ribs. uh, Those are things that society has deemed unacceptable. Um, And it's pretty clear that if you do those things, you will become instantly infamous on uh, social media. It's uh, so very important as a police officer to train in something to give yourself a fighting chance. And I'm not talking about surviving the encounter Literally, I'm talking about your career and you know, professions professionally surviving a use of force encounter. I work in a first ring suburb. I'm not going to mention the agency. Um, this podcast has nothing to do with that agency. Uh, this podcast is me and my thoughts and my thoughts alone. They have no affiliation to any police department at all, or sheriff's office, or government agency should preface with that probably start every every episode with that um this is me just exercising my thoughts my first amendment which uh we can talk about later as a police officer those about your first amendment rights and sometimes the lack thereof anyhow getting back to uh a few things i want to talk about uh, specifically brazilian jiu-jitsu now for those of you who don't know jiu-jitsu is a grappling art let's call it it's uh akin to wrestling sambo judo 
things like that. And it's, uh, it's great. I go, I was brought into the gym blind. I was brought into jujitsu blind by a couple friends who said, listen, like I was, I was in a bad spot. I was stressed out. I was angry. I didn't have an outlet for it. And I didn't realize the correlation between being out of shape and not exercising and drinking pop every day and, and my mental state. Um, you know, it's, there's definitely a direct correlation. So I got brought into jujitsu and, um, I'd done some mild exercising, working out from time to time, but nothing steady, nothing that I had committed to, nothing that most people anymore would consider a workout. I'd come in and get a little sweaty, break a sweat, ride a bike, maybe push some iron ignorantly into the air and then go home, shower and sit on the couch and cash half a case of beer. Maybe not half a case, maybe like half a six pack, three or four beers. Um, that's my workout was a joke. I went into jujitsu that first day and out the warmups. This is what these guys do. What we do now, what I do to warm up the muscles after the warmups, I almost threw up. It was hilarious. It was a huge wake up call. Like what have I been doing? What have I been doing wrong? What have I been not doing? What have I been doing with my life the last however many years uh, that led me to, I mean, these guys are th- twice my age. I train with a guy who's 71 and these guys are walking. They, they're not even breaking a sweat during warmups. And here I am, uh, I mean, I'm sizing up the room for the trash can and mapping out my pathway, uh, code three to the bathroom. And I'm g- gagging and coughing after warmups. Then you start drilling. And of course, uh, for those of you who do know anything about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling, uh, it was takedowns day. <laughs> Standing takedowns. Shooting double and single leg takedowns on my first day of Jiu-Jitsu, which coincidentally was no gi Jiu-Jitsu. There's a uniform that you wear called a gi. Um, and then there's some uh, no gi stuff where you're wearing a rash guard and a pair of pocketless shorts. It's more, that's, you, in my opinion, a higher level of grappling um, with respect to, I mean, there's some margin of error you can account for with being able to grab on the clothing. Anyway, I digress. The, the workout that I got blew my mind. Now, I've heard people say, you know, you get the runner's high, the runner's high. I'm like, you guys are crazy. I hate running. As a sidebar, I, I, there's things I, I see these people running marathons. Good for you. That's awesome. I applaud you. There are things that I won't drive 26 miles for, and people sign up and pay other people money for the chance and privilege to run 26 and a half miles. Not me. I'm not that guy. Never experienced that high before. Well, I my first day through after I got over my almost throwing up and in general being a giant pile of human garbage, um... I, the, the high that I got was like no other. It was the best feeling in the world. I felt amazing. Um, I will say too, that I think a lot of that is attributed to the culture at my gym at Alliance, Minnesota, where, I mean, 
Literally, I, this sounds so cheesy when I say this, and I know people will, will roll their eyes when they hear this, but everybody is welcome in that gym. There are, uh, my first day, I mean, people are shaking my hand, introducing themselves to me, welcoming me in, and they understand because everybody in that gym has walked into that gym the same way that I did. Blind, your first day. Here you go. Got to start somewhere, right? Uh, how does that correlate into mental health? Well, that runner's high, that, let's call it a runner's high, a grappler's high that I experienced that day. Man, did that get me, that got me hooked. I, going from a guy who, I mean, I, I didn't exercise, I haven't, I mean, I exercised when I was in academy. Other than that, I mean, I've, I'm a pleasure seeker, right? Let's go have fun. Let's go, let's go to the bar, hang out. I'm a social guy. I want to be around people. I didn't, you know, didn't give myself a chance. I didn't give, take the time, set aside to exercise. Um, when I, when I get back from jujitsu, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just a different person. It's, it's night and day. I, the job these days, I mean, it's, it'll eat you alive. They talk about this job, you know, killing you. I think we need to start confronting the, the demons inside and we can talk about that another time. Suicides now, we're doubling our line of duty deaths. Anyhow, going back to jujitsu here, um, I I still get it to this day. I just got back from a gym. I was training with a guy named Jason. Uh, if you if you're on Facebook or Instagram, go check out his page. It's Jujitsu Five O. He's a brown belt. Um, he's been his background is in boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's been working his stand-up game with judo. Uh, and, and seriously, just an all-around nice dude. Um, genuinely. Like, I'm not just saying that because whatever. I mean, I go to the gym and we just we got to talking one day and, you know, one thing led to another. And now we're, we're you know, we're training buds. We're, you know, we work, for two, we work for two different departments. But Jason's been doing this for quite a while. And, I, you know, we just got back from... One of our other gym mates opened his own gym out in Hudson, uh, Olson's Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, uh, again, another nice guy, great guy, four-time Judo Olympian. Been very blessed to be able to train with some very high-level martial artists. Uh, anyhow, uh, Jason, I'll, I'll try to have him on here. He can talk a little bit more about Jiu-Jitsu and law enforcement. He runs Defensive Tactics. Uh, getting into how it makes you feel and, and how it changes your personality and, and your outlook on life. I mean, seriously, Jason is one of the nicest guys I know. He's just friendly, but he's been doing the job now for all of a decade. I've been doing it for just shy of nine years. Actually, my nine-year anniversary will be March 9th. So, anyhow, uh, I mean, he's been doing it for way longer and keeps this, maintains this great attitude. I mean, he's just always friendly. I started to notice things in my life. And you don't notice them until they started to go away. Just the nature of the beast, I guess. But I was sour. I didn't know how to talk to people. I was socially awkward. Just, you don't know how to talk to anybody unless you're 
making fun of them or you're talking to them like in a professional manner. You know, pizza guys don't go home and talk to people like customers. Uh, and I, I couldn't do that. Like I was trying to sell people pizza, let's say, when I'm not at work. Um, you know, I was stressed out. I wasn't sleeping well. Well, I, I attribute my ability to be a little more positive these days directly to my involvement in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and more specifically at Alliance Minnesota. I've been uh, training three and a half years. I'm a blue belt. I've gotten to know hundreds of guys and gals there. Just all really great, wonderful people. Uh, and I know that they all, you know, you attribute it to what you want, but I know that they their lives have been made better by Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and and uh, mine has as well. Um, now getting back out of the personal realm of your attitude and mental health, I'm going to try to keep this podcast to about 20 minutes here. you got about seven minutes of me jabbering yet. Uh, is the professional piece. And, you know, on top of not being a Mr. Grumpfish dealing with people and, you know, you feel like giving them that extra level of service now and being kinder and having more patience, but you have more confidence in knowing now that unless this person who's, you know, I have to arrest is resisting knows Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Judo or Krav or TKD or some sort of martial art and is also uh, motivated to hurt me, which is rare if ever. So I think that a lot of people who are disciplined enough to participate and train in martial arts are disciplined in other parts of their life um, to the point where they just don't have the police interaction to the extent that of the people that I'm dealing with who have, you know, uh, regular police dealings. I, I mean, there's always rare exceptions, but anyhow, um, getting back to my first point that I was talking about, uh, the unacceptability of striking somebody with a baton, this down back, down back, this, you know, shooting a, a cartridge of, uh, darts at a board twice a year and then going over a couple of tests and watching a couple of videos, although valuable to an extent is just asinine. It's ridiculous. It drives me up the wall to hear, you know, or participate in just inadequate in-service training. Um, we, we need to do better by ourselves and by the people we serve. You need to be able to survive survive the job politically. Um, get out there and train. I'll tell you this. Um, I know that, you know, Gracie University, Hedon and uh, Henry Gracie run a Facebook page that talks a lot about this a lot. They break down use of force incidents. And while I think it's in certain junctures, they overstep by not delineating or inserting their opinions about the necessity of a use of force while it does have place in conversation, um, behind it is, I don't think is appropriate at, at certain junctures, but, uh, to prevent it in the future, maybe, but when you're breaking down anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's another conversation, but they have some good stuff and they break it down and they show, you know, how to 
control somebody and and kind of their I know they have some five steps toward you know avoiding the fight at all costs um you're not punching you're not hitting you're not kicking you're negotiating you're not I mean in sport jiu-jitsu you're trying to for lack of a better term you're trying to murder your opponent right you're trying to break their arms their legs their feet choke them unconscious um in the police world also very unacceptable so you're getting into position uh my professor damien hertz always talk i mean he drills this into my head i hear it in my dreams position before submission i'm still a blue belt so i it's <laughs> sometimes uh i need i should just write it on my forehead anyhow uh getting into the position and then negotiating are you done are you done stop resisting are you done this is going to hurt, um, that sort of thing. Going into handcuffing and controlling. These are the things that we need to be teaching ourselves and to each other to make us all safer as a society. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, I was taught it myself, you know, a decade or so ago in academy where it's, you know, go home at the end of the night and, you know, that's great. They're just not giving us the tools to do that. I mean, they give you a gun and a, and an asp and a taser and, uh, you know, good luck. Here's your squad car. They give you, you know, six, eight, 10, 12, six, wherever it depends where you work of academy and service training, you know, check the box stuff, send you out into the deep end of the shark tank and expect you to, through experience and trial and error, um, run, run these things down and, you know, dealing with the, the 1% over and over again. Well, you need to give yourself the tools and, and, and the chance to win because we're not doing our new cops any justice by sending them out there with the traditional old uh, the training, you know, the bag strikes and stuff. Uh, do the research yourself. Find yourself a gym. If you're listening to me locally here, Come check out Alliance. I can name off the top of my head a couple of other gyms um, in the North Metro Prodigy Martial Arts run by a Minneapolis police officer, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, um, the Academy, the Spartan, um, Ryu-Jitsu. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. There's no excuse not to train anymore. I mean, I understand that money doesn't grow on trees. Find it. Find that money. Find the time. You make that investment on the front end, you're just going to be better off. You won't be on the news. Your your rookies, even your senior guys, will look to you. Hey, I want to implement. I saw your uh, enforce force encounter last week on that traffic stop on that guy on meth. Uh, great stuff. Good job de-escalating that. Can you show the rest of the agency that? I mean, it might you might even get money back. Uh, some agencies pay their cops to do this stuff. Get into a gym and go train. Um, go check out my buddy, uh, Jason at jujitsu five Oh on Instagram at jujitsu five Oh. And then he's got jujitsu five Oh on uh, YouTube as well. And Facebook, go check out, uh, another guy I want to shout out to is, uh, Colin. He's a, uh, Sergeant in charge of the use of force program at a pretty sizable police department here in Minnesota. Um, jujitsu black belt, um, Midwest tactical systems. He offers some, uh, private sector um, use of force training. It's good stuff. Ground tactics, control, hotel interdiction. 
at Midwest Tactical Systems on Instagram and then and Facebook. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. We're coming up on 20 minutes. I'm going to try to get Jason in on one of these podcasts so that we can uh, chit-chat about jiu-jitsu and some boxing and some other things. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.